Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks to Fitness, episode 129. Thank you so much for tuning in. Adam Lindo, known to audiences from his appearances on Blindspot, The Blacklist, Power, and Deception, is an actor and fitness model. He has been cast as Carlos Litvak in a recurring role in multiple episodes of the upcoming seventh and final season of Orange is the New Black the most highly watched and acclaimed television series on Netflix, and here today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to discuss his role in Orange is the New Black is Adam Lindo. Hey, Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? No problem. I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. (laughs) Listen, man, we have a lot to talk about. Let's do it. (laughs) Can't wait to get into this. Yeah, man. So, But before we talk about Orange is the New Black, let's talk a little bit about you, okay? Sure. Okay. Let's go. Okay. You have a very interesting background. So let's start yeah. with where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Okay. So growing up, I uh, was originally from, um, I was born in um, Washington, D.C. on a vacation. My mom and dad are, my mom's Egyptian. She came at 17 um, from Egypt. My father's Filipino. He came nice. uh, when he was 18. And they both went to school in Brooklyn, uh, East, uh, East, uh, East New York. So from there, they, 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 my mom was forced to get, she was in an arranged marriage and she wanted to, she didn't want to be in arranged marriage. So she was talking to my dad and at the time, which was, they were working at Burtis. I don't know if you remember Burtis back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Brooklyn>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they ran off and you know, my mom escaped that horrible trap <laughs> They got married and had me, and they had me on vacation in D.C., and they moved to, so my, throughout their career, they, my, my parents' life, they bounced around a lot, and they finally settled in uh, White Plains, New York, and I kind of grew up there. Then I moved to Howell um, with my grandmother because my dad started commuting into the city. He was a programmer at the time, and my mom was doing hair. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So then from there, um, we, we, my mom, my dad decided to, you know, he didn't want to be a programmer anymore. He went to Mexico. He went, he got a, he applied for med school and he went to, he got accepted in Mexico, Guadalajara, Mexico. And he was like, I don't want to go alone. Let me take my oldest. So he took me and I was with that. was with him for a while in Mexico for about three years of my life. I lived in, Went to school there. It was it was really an interesting interesting trip being out there. It was wonderful. Like the place is gorgeous. It was Guadalajara is beautiful. Everybody should visit. I think it's a beautiful place. Um, then I moved back and I the rest of my life I spent um, in Long Beach uh, Long Beach Island, Manahawk, in New Jersey. Um, my wife actually taught uh, <laughs> Gayton from Stranger Things. Taught him dance. <laughs> really? We all like knew each other. Yeah, it was interesting. And at the time, I wasn't even interested in acting. I was just, you know, just another kid just trying to like figure out my life. And, you know, everybody in those small towns were like, you know, you should be 
you know, you're a big guy, you're strong, you should, you should become a cop or whatever. And so I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, put it off and decided to go to full sale for audio engineering and film and television. And my mom and dad had some like issues at home and they got divorced. So I had to come home and help my mom because my dad went to the Philippines to finish his medical school. Um, so I helped my mom like with all her stuff and I was actually working at Dunkin' Donuts at the time and trying to put myself through hair school, barbering school. <laughs> really, really barbering. Yeah. <laughs> and I got my barber's license and I was cutting hair for up and I still cut hair up until now in Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, and through that process, I was like, you know what? I'm, you know, my girl's father and people were like, you know, you should need to, you know, you know, that speech, you need a career, you need retirement, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, you, need, you need to do stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. And then I applied for Seaside Park. Um, first it was Seaside Heights. I didn't get in for the police department. Then I applied for the Seaside Park, which is like a town over in South Jersey by Tom's River on, I think it's exit 68. I'm not sure. I totally forgot. I haven't been down there for a long time. And I worked there for a year during Sandy. And when Sandy hit, it was a trip. Like, I realized, like, this takes a special kind of person you to, to do with job. Yes. And then I was, I was also, like, modeling and acting at the time during around that time when I got back from, uh, from school. So it was like, I really liked it, but I wasn't sure because, I, you know, you're torn between what people want you to do and what you want to do. And uh, one day I was on a commercial set and this lady... Her name was Pamela Kramer. She told me to, you know, come check her out. Come check out a class. So I went and I fell in love. And then from there, I just kind of spiraled into finding as much about acting as I could from like studying with as many people as I could from, you know, New York as a renowned actor, uh, uh, acting coach, uh, Anthony Apeson to Larry Moss to reading Stella Adler books. And as much as I could get my hands on, I just kept going and going and you know, you work, I worked, I had my small accomplishments, like booking small roles here and there. And then eventually this happened and I'm completely grateful. I, I, I don't even, I don't even know how it even happened. I'm just like, so kind of in awe of like my life right now. <laughs> yeah, but that's good though. I mean, and so, and let's talk about that, but let's back, back up a little bit because, you know, I've seen, your, I, I've seen your pictures, man, and you are what they call <laughs> Diesel, jacked, you know? Yeah. And, and I understand you were a fitness model as well, correct? Yes, I was. I was so I was working with um, um, a bunch of places. I, was, I started with MMG, model management, um, booking like here and there, a little bit of work here and there. And then I fi finally got with Wilhelmina and I started booking some more work. And from there, I also was doing competitions at the time. I was doing a lot of um, bodybuilding competitions, but it wasn't bodybuilding; it was, it was um, men's physique in New Jersey. So it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a trip. Like I, I, at first, I, I had nothing to do with like I didn't want to do anything without like lifting weights, and I just wanted to do like like martial arts. Like I was taking Viennese Jiu Jitsu in Tom's River with a guy named Frank, uh, and. That's all I was obsessed with. I was obsessed with that and boxing. And then eventually, like, my buddy, whose name's uh, Paul Bert uh, Batroni, he was like, hey, why don't you come? He's like, you got the bill to be a, a physique uh, tr uh, comp uh, competitor. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's try it. Why not? So I did, and I got obsessed. And training, like, I'm a, I'm a go-hard person. So, like, okay. I don't yeah. stop until, like, 
Like I was, there was days I was in the gym for like two hours in the morning, like at 5 a.m. and then coming back at night to like to do cardio. I was obsessed. It was horrible. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, Adam, how tall are you? I'm 6'2". You're 6'2", and how much did you weigh when you were competing? When I was competing uh, on my off-season, I was 260. I was a big guy. I have some pictures uh, still. I just kind of keep them hidden because, like, people are like, damn, bro. Like, I have a picture of me and my sister. She looks like my thigh. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, man. Yeah, I was, like, really, really big. It was awkwardly big. Like, I had to, like, turn sideways to get into doorways. It was ridiculous. Really? What What did you attribute that type of growth to? I mean, were you eating a lot? Were you training hard in the um, gym? I was, so I had like a, I had like a, a specialized training schedule uh, okay. that had me do like powerlifting three times uh, for three weeks. Then I would do like kind of uh, function, function workouts to just like get back the focusing on movements and making sure that I'm keeping my range of motion. I would do yoga and then eating I, yeah, I could say on my off-season, a lot of it was eating. Like, I was eating, like, 5,000 calories, 6,000 calories a day. Really? It was insane. Yeah, because my metabolism was so high, for me to slow that down, I had to pound food. And it wasn't even good food. Like, now I'm a vegetarian. I don't even eat meat or anything at all. Like, I, I can't even eat cheese or eggs. I, I still, I mean, I eat, the only cheese I eat is Monster. But, like, back then, I was eating everything. Like, my off-season, I was having, like, three burgers and for lunch it was ridiculous because you needed that energy you know right. it was like osmosis you know you want to keep, make the cell have everything it needs so it can grow and eventually like i just kind of and then on my when i had to cut weight for the to get on stage it was just so draining and you know the first show i, I remember i was like i won i won first place it was in jersey <laughs> it was called um oh man and I remember that first show. I had to cut down. I got from 260 to 201. Wow, and, that's a drastic. Cut. Yeah, yeah, and I did it in six weeks. And I, I let me tell you, I was like seeing stars on stage. The, the guy's like Adam Lindo, first place, and I was like, what? I was so gone <laughs> mentally. <laughs> like my sugar levels were gone. I cut water. I was gone, and I was like, and my coach is like. Cheer, you dummy. You won. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was was just not there. I was totally, like, spaced out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But still, that that was a major accomplishment, you know? Mm -hmm. Still, a major. So you you cut down so you can start modeling more? Because uh, I I guess 260 was kind of large for being a model, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember going into a Nike Nike shoot, and I was at, like, I think I was at two. I was weighed in that morning. It was, like, 255 or something. And I, I walk in and like the photographer looks at me and he's like, he like did that, you know, that, that neck jolts back. Like, who the, who the hell is yeah, this? Yes, yes. Coming in this bitch. Look at this big ass dude. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm looking over at the rest of the guys and these guys are like kind of my height, like maybe a little shorter. And, right. but they're like so lean. They look great on camera. He showed me the picture of what I looked like. I look like the Hulk next to the Avengers. Really? And I was like, like, yeah, I need to cut weight. (laughs) There's no way. Nobody nobody really walked around like this in New York. (laughs) No, but still. That was that. But that's still awesome, though. I mean, really. Mm -hmm. I saw uh, Jasper Cole sent me some of your pictures, and uh, (laughs) and that was amazing, man. You know, really amazing. (laughs) Now, I also, also like, my wife's a physical therapist. Uh, What helped, what contributed to my weight loss was, um, 
I was working a lot and I winded up, you know, when you're, you think you're young and I was like around, you think you're young and you can think you can be up all night and go work out in the morning. Like it's nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> so I was deadlifting, winded up herniating three discs. Really? Yeah. Like to the point I was out for like nine solid months. I was crawling on the floor. It was like the worst pain. I didn't act. I didn't do anything. I even, the only thing I did do, I put on two. I remember I was like, nothing's going to stop me from going to study. Like I was studying at Anthony Abson's class and another class and a few other actors that were, uh, I knew we would meet up and just practice. Right. And I was like, nothing's going to stop me from this. Not, I wouldn't go to work. I would, I would put these two like weight belts on, like strap them tight and take my broken ass Always to the city and practice. Really? <laughs> yeah. And eventually, like, I healed. I went to, like, a bunch. I didn't, I didn't get surgery. I got one epidural, and I had uh, a lot of – my wife's a PT. She's the director here in Hoboken at uh, Sports Care. And her and her, her team, they, they got me back on my feet. I'm back to, you know, doing what I usually do, just not as crazy. But, Yeah. So that contributed a lot to a lot of the weight loss. Like I, I knew I couldn't be doing what I used to do. Used to do. Oh, definitely, yeah. man. But what gym do you, do you go to now? So this is funny. I have – my wife yells at me all the time. She's like, how many, how many memberships do we have, babe? I'm like, uh, <laughs> I have Planet Fitness. I have yes. Crunch. Yeah. I have Retro Fitness. And I have a, a gym down by the shore. It's my favorite. It's called Jersey Shore. Yes. Uh, they're open 24-7. Seven days a week, 365 days a year. Like, they don't close unless the, the cops pull, roll up and be like, hey, the town's flooding because it's by a beach tower. Yeah. You need to shut down. <laughs> and it's like that old school, grungy, like, rough, like, bodybuilding, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, oh, yeah. weight room. I love oh, yeah. that place. <laughs> Me too. That's the, best, that's the best kind of gyms, man. Definitely. Yeah. They just have things. Like, things. there's machines that they invented that are there. I'm like, this is awesome. And it, and it hits the right muscle, right? I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I used to go to a gym called Fifth Avenue Bodybuilding. It was in the basement. Okay. But you never found, been there. I would. You, is it still I, there? No. But it was. It was the. It was iconic though. Back in the day. I mean, really? Some really top bodybuilders used to go there. But I'm just saying that it was one of the places where you go down to the basement. And the equipment didn't look like your regular equipment, but it was so put together. It was so good for your each muscle. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, you know, you, but it was great. So I, I understand what you're saying. I'm also a member of Planet Fitness and also this other gym, Mill Basin uh, Health and Racket Club. Oh, really? I have tons of family in Mill Basin. Oh, you could. Well, that's where I live. <laughs> oh, that's really right by like that's that's by Kings Plaza and everything, right? Exactly, Adam. Exactly. Yeah, my cousins live all all out there. That's crazy. You're I grew kidding. up like down like really? yeah. I used to like you know that that school. I forgot the name of the school. It's back by um what's the name of the street? It's like a it's like a I don't know if it's a high school. They have a basketball court. They were just knocking down the. But we used to play ball right there all the time. Really? Me and my uh. Bunch of my friends, yeah. It's really? Crazy. So, you know, we definitely going to get together, though. We definitely got to get together. Yeah, yeah. You know? We'll do a workout, get it in. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want you to embarrass me, but, you know, yeah, we'll work out. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, trust me. <laughs> I'm not what I used to be. Yeah, I'm just trying funny. to maintain. <laughs> okay, so let's talk now about your acting because, you know, I'm very impressed with what you're doing, and it seems to me Thank like you. you're, you're going to be like a, rise, you're a rising star here, you know? So, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, God willing, you know. 
Yeah, from my mouth to God's ears, right? As they say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yes, yes. How did you, how did you get cast in uh, in the uh, in the TV series Orange is the New Black? It, it it was actually really funny. Um, so I went into that casting office like a year ago, and uh, year before this role, it was actually the I forgot the name of the character, but it was um, it was uh, oh, man, I gotta remember. Anyways, let's, let's, anyway, I went in there and they, 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 I, I didn't get it. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I didn't hear from them for a year. I was like, okay, maybe I just bombed it. Like they're not yeah. going to call me in ever again. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm going to just keep doing my thing. Right. So yeah. then I get, then I get called in for this character and I, you know, I do my usual work and I went in, um, you know, my, when I walked out, I was like, First off, like I showed up, there's a lot of guys that kind of, they, they also look like me, you know, they wanted a specific look for this character. I see. And I was like, you could tell just by like the amount of, like there was a lot of people that were similar or kind of in the realm of what I, you know, look like yeah. and what I portray. Hmm. And it's funny, like I, I always get cast for like the guys that are either doing bad things or really, but I'm actually like a <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. Exactly. Opposite. <laughs> it's like so weird. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. I'm going to be a bad guy. <laughs> but, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, so I, I'm in this, in this thing and, and this, this audition and I'm sitting out there. I'm like, you know, it's what it's, 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 it's anyone's game. So let's just yeah. do my thing. So I went in there, I did it. They made me do it a couple of times and she was awesome. She was like such a sweetheart, but you know, you still leave like, you know, I left, it was like, whatever happens, happens. And later on that day, I sit on my stool, my steps in my, in front of my apartment. I'm like, all down. I'm like, damn, I didn't get that. That was such me. You know how you, those roles that are a little bit closer to home. Yes. Because like, I, first off, I, I, I didn't really enjoy being a cop. Um, so that role, anything that has to do with law enforcement, I feel like there's so much things that are going on with law enforcement. I, I'm not saying law enforcement is bad. Right. I'm saying that there's a lot of things that are going on that that function in society with like law enforcement, which, you know, a lot of good cops are getting bad reps and a lot of bad cops are getting put out there. And yes, true. the lifestyle is hard. It's really, really hard. It's a very, you know, ungrateful job. Like the, the best thing in my career when I was working was like kids coming up to me saying, thank you, officer. The rest was just complaints nice, and nice. Wow. people being like, angry at you for things that you're like, Hey, I, I asked you not to do that. I, I am, if I don't do this, I lose my job, which means I can't pay my bills to take right. care of my family. Your family so yes. like, do me a favor and do that. And I, and I was like, never, I was not hard on anyone. There was never, but right. so when I did the role, I was like, I really, I was really like conflicted because like, I don't like playing these type of characters at first. And and I was like, man, maybe I, maybe I shook. Maybe I got like too shook and it, it, it just didn't sit with me right. Maybe I, that, I didn't get it. That's fine. Whatever. So I'm sitting on, this, I'm sitting on my stool steps in, in Hoboken on, on Third and Garden. And <laughs> my, wife is, uh, my wife's coming home from work. She's like, why are you sitting out here? I'm like, ah, you know, I really wanted this role and I don't think I got it. So it's just, you know, sometimes the ones clean close to home. She's like, shut up. Let's go down to the shore and calm down. You need to relax. It was like you. last summer. Two summers ago, and I was like, okay. So we get down to the shore. I'm like, finally feeling better about it. I'm like, okay, I didn't get it. I get a call, completely forgot. I get a call from my uh, my agent uh, Eddie, okay. and he's like, hey Adam, uh, you uh, you booked Orange, and I'm like, 
yeah, yeah, stop fucking with me. You serious? Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> really? I was like, oh, yeah, and he's like, I was like, oh wow, <laughs> you that's great. Good. I was like in shock for like, I was so excited. It was, yes. it was just such a, a relief. It was just such a, you know, when you, being an actor and not working for a long time or you know when you do get jobs and you feel that feeling of being on set and then you have to like go back to your regular life it's hard it hit like that it's like this wave of like like happiness and as soon as i arrived on set i just was like this is what i want to do and it was just it was just that's kind of how it went I, I don't know i think that's probably why i think i looked the part i had the vibe i had yeah. everything that i needed to play this character i did a lot of research on this character i i looked up you know thank god for youtube and google like, yes man yes yes <laughs> it like helps it's i i tell people so much like it helps so much when it comes to research because like back in the day i i hear like other actors that are older than me and they're like you know we have to go to libraries and have to go experience it firsthand like like let's say you're a guy working in the homeless shelter they would have to go and like see what it was like and feel like I heard. You can just go on YouTube now and actually just like watch everything that's going on based on what your character's playing, like especially in that type of field, like police officers or yes. you can get a feel for that kind of stuff. So when I, I saw this, I was like, this is a story that that needs to be told. And I was like, I'm so honored to like honored in a way where it's gonna open the eyes of like public of what's what's really going on. And with media today, people are bombarded with so much that it's like, oh, that happened? Okay, next. Right. Exactly. Oh, I'm so sad. Next. It's like everything is being put in a box, like, emotionally. And then it's like, okay, move on to the next thing. And they're not really honing down on, like, specific things to fix them. And maybe they are. Maybe I'm not. But, like, from what, I, what I've seen, I was like, this, this, this needs to be heard in, like, in, in the public view. So I'm. I was so thankful to be a part of this that storyline in that in Orange Is the New Black. So. And, and let's talk about that because you're playing the role of uh, Carlos Litvak, right? Yes. Now, yes. Is he? So, go ahead. Tell me about Carlos. No, no. Go ahead. Ask the question because it's really. I'm under constraints. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Because I know that the show the show uh, actually airs um, July 26. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. just want to get an idea. <laughs> Carlos, is he a cop? So I can't. Let's just say, okay. So the storyline I'm uh-huh. a part of, yeah. I can. We can have another interview right after, and I could go crazy about the character. But right now, because like the people above me, they they don't want this to be put out yet. Oh. They don't want to know who's doing what. Oh. My storyline is a surprise. Like it's a complete surprise. Not even my, it's not even, I'm a part of the storyline, but I'm telling you right now, like it is something that has not, I mean, it has been touched upon, but it hasn't been like touched upon like this. And I cannot wait for people to see, like, I can't, I can't wait to see what my, my own family, friends I know to see their reaction, to see what's this whole story is going to do and open their hearts up to a whole new world of you know, things that are going on that need to be addressed, especially in today's time. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's not even in the preview. So really? let's just let's just say that's how sealed tight it is. Like they haven't yeah. even put it in the preview. Wow. But <laughs> yeah. But let me ask you this. Uh, Shoot. Go ahead. <laughs> would you, are there any similarities to Carlos and Adam Lindo? Um, 
answer that one. I always try to find similarity. Yeah, there was. Um, so when the character breakdown came out, he was a uh, high school sweetheart. Um, he was married to his high school sweetheart. Oh, oh. Or dating. So me and my wife, we've been together since um, my junior year. No, my senior year, her junior year. In high school. And we got married, so, yeah, since high school. Wow. So, yeah. It's, you know, every relationship has, you know, its ups and downs, but it's, I feel it's communication, honesty, and forgiveness that makes things work. You know, a lot of kids today, they, they kind of like, you know, I'm done with you. I don't, I don't, you did me wrong. I'm done with you. And yeah, that works. Yes. But like, if we don't learn forgiveness in this world, like, you'll never understand another human being. Like, there's no understanding. You know, there's no understanding without having forgiveness for somebody. So with that, like, so true. we've had, we've had ups, we have downs, we've had wonderful moments. We've had tough moments together or separate. Like we just learned that communication and sitting down once a week and talking to each other about like things that we want to make better about ourselves. And, and that's something I really found interesting in the character because I was like, if he's with his size, he's, at least he's. He's he's knowledgeable enough to know how to care for someone, which means he's only blinded by like what's going on in the mainstream world based on like, you know, your people's ideas are, you know, impress people impress their ideas on you and then that's how you function through society I think sometimes, you know. Yes. And you, you don't ever ask yourself why you think that way. You know, it's just like racism. Kids that are growing up racist, they go, Oh, uh, I hate this person. Okay. That's great, but most people would be like, oh, uh, you well, I hate you too. Instead of going, hey, so you hate that person, but why? I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's, most of the people don't even know why. It gets, it spirals, that why question spirals all the way down to like, they don't know, yeah, you know? Exactly. Or, man, I wonder, I don't know why. Maybe my mom was with me. I don't know. Oh, shit. I got to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just something simple. So that's kind of like cool. That was a part of my. I went on a rant, but like no, no, that's fine. That was good, man. I I hear you. <laughs> but like you know, it's 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 just a really it, that was like one that hit me. Um, there's a his like his persistence to take over things. He does it in a way where like he likes to take charge of things. I I've learned to use my like persistence in positive ways. You know, others. I mean, he, me and him are similar in that way, but other than that, like a lot of it is not very similar at all. <laughs> like, okay, all right. like I don't think like that. But right. it was it was interesting. You know, you have to like work. That's what acting's about is making, you know, the imagination, the imagine, the imag the imaginative or whatever yes, real, exactly. You know, for you and so that you, so you, the audience, can believe. You know, it's not. I, you know, I see guys like, oh, well, I'm going to go, I have to go get, my, my character is going to get messed up and drunk and I'm going to go do that the night before so I can experience it. Like, you don't, that's what, that's what you have an imagination for. <laughs> it's funny. Yes. My, my teacher goes, he's like, he's like, oh, so you know, we get drunk. Okay. He's like, picture your mother. You see her? There you go. Use your imagination. That's as simple as it is. There, like, there you go. <laughs> it's like, you don't need to go kill yourself method and like have all these mental like issues later down the road when you yes. can just yeah, you know, live in the live just believe like i believe me like believe me that's it just believe yourself and love it man. yeah love that. Love so it. like just believing the situation and believing what is around you and what's going on and, and then living in the moment because that's what we do we have the time like 
we get up in the morning, we don't know what we're going to do. You know, we think we know what we're going to do. And then, you know, life goes, Hey, do you want an open, open palm smack? Or do you want a fist to the face today? You're like, oh God. Exactly. You're like, mm-hmm. So how was it like, how was it for you uh, working with the cast and crew? Did you guys get along? Was it fun? Was it exciting? It was, can I tell you from working on short films and all these different, like different budgets and stuff. Yeah. I've never had a really bad experience on any set. I've gotten yelled at for things because, you know, people are rushing. But, like, I, I, I grew up in I, – I was in – had a sergeant who, when I worked in was a cop, would scream at me. And, like, it wasn't a thing to me. I had cousins, like, older than me. Like, I grew up in a different time. So, like, when you yell at me, I'm like, yeah, I, I filter it through. Like, okay, I, I know what you want me to do. I mean, some people are like, oh, that hurts my feeling. But, like, for me, I'm like, okay, I get, I get what you need me to do. Let's do that. Let's get this project going. Right. And I take it and it fuels me like in a way. Sometimes, you know, you know, depending on the person, it it hurts. But me, I I, I don't mind it. But when I tell you Orange, Orange was the best set I've ever worked on between being casted, like with the casting directors, filming with the producers, directors and and all the the crew, everybody. I still see them on sets. I I was just recently on the set for a movie. Um, that's coming out Clifford and I was there, there was people from Orange on there and they're like Adam I'm like I was like what are you doing I was like I'm here and it's just <laughs> there was so much love on that set really? and like when things go wrong things go wrong and you know the right people take control of it and it gets back on track but that's like with anything in life like some people just need to steer the ship and if it takes you know a little bit of tough love then it does and if it doesn't it doesn't but most of the time it was it was honestly I, all, all I remember, I was like, I, I was like, I'm in heaven. This is my heaven. Wow. This is where I want to be all the time. Oh, it was oh, the best set ever. Really? And even the cast, like they were very polite. A lot of them had their own ways of working and you respect them. Everybody respected their work. And it was just so good to just like bounce off each other and talk to the, they were just, they're just like us. It's, it's just people. They're just being people and doing what they love. It was, it was amazing. It was Wow. It was such a great feeling to just have that, you know? And people look for that in their life. It's just that feeling of fulfillment of, like, everybody working together for the greater good. Love it. (laughs) You know, you do that on set, and then we get out in the world, and you're like, this person doesn't want to talk to you, you're walking on the street in New York, and you're like, don't look at me, don't don't talk to me. (laughs) That's New York, man. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, you're like, I gotta be somewhere. It's like driving driving an invisible car. Like, did you just stop and take a picture? You're, like, literally hitting your brakes on the highway. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> you know, listen. How many episodes are you in? So I'm not. Uh, so my character, he pops in and out of eleven episodes. Wow. So there's some that are like really full, like like there's full scenes, and then there's some that are just like I just pop in, and like when I come in, you're like, uh oh, <laughs> he's here. Really, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so, that's gonna be interesting. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> I remember one time I was I was filming uh, filming my scene and I was like came back out and I was talking to Lisa, one of the producers. I was like, Lisa, I was like, you want any, uh, anything? Anything? She's like, she's like, that was so mean. That was great work. Go back. Go back. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's just that's my character. You know, he's he's just that guy that you know. So, so. Well, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. So, I mean, that's a really good way to be. And basically, you, you're bringing to your your acting world what you are in real life. And that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. 
I just like, I just like fun being like, if, if you're going to do something you love, you want to be with people that like to do it too. And if they don't, then, you know, they'll stay there for a couple of years and then realize like they hate it and they'll leave. But I love it. And I love bringing good energy, whether whatever character I play. <laughs> Most definitely. Now you mentioned briefly about this other movie. I just want to talk about it for a second because uh, you, you just wrapped up. What's it called? Clifford? Clifford, yeah, the uh, Big Red Dog. Do you remember that book? I do, I do. <laughs> what? That's what you're in? Are you serious? That's great. Yeah, very small, but it was a small role. I, I so uh, I got I, I was <laughs> I got the audition and I went in and I went in a few times for the thing and I was like, you know, this isn't a big role, but I grew up reading this book to my sisters, so I, I it's like saying it's like saying no to like you know, Santa Claus, like, you got to do <laughs> you gotta it. You got to do it. Yes, man, you got to do it. You know? So, yeah, it was a small little scene with me and Russell uh, Peters, the comedian. He was amazing on set. I heard about like, him. Amazing. I've seen him. Yes, on. yes, Russell Peters. I saw him. Now, yeah. okay, so it sounds to me like you're getting more and more work, right? So how's yeah. that yeah. How's that been? What's going on? Any additional work that's coming up? So additional work, I'm actually producing a movie called... The Dream House, which I'm trying. Like, I have a few people from Orange. We're a very diverse uh, uh, cast. Um, it's a very low-budget movie, but um, I got some people that I made connections with that are coming in and helping me out, and I have friends that are, like, writers that are all about just making work. You know, they sent me a script, and I loved it. It was a com comedy. It was funny. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I'm just kind of helping them, my buddy Ian, He's one of the producers and writers get this movie off the ground. And I'm hoping like we're filming right now, but because of, you know, the budget, you know, we, we don't have a huge budget. So like it's, we're, we're, we're getting people we need, but we're shooting them on their schedule. So it may take a little longer to shoot them. So we don't have to lock them in, but we're getting the, the actors we want and we're having people and we're making it easier for them so that they can maneuver. We can maneuver around their schedule instead of ours, which you know, I'm not in a rush. It's, you know, we have, you know, I have the rest of my life. So whatever gets projects made, we just get it made. And then hopefully it does well and we move on to the next one. Because I did read that you, not only are you an actor and a fitness model, I did read somewhere that you were also a producer. So that's amazing, man, yeah. that you're producing as yeah. well. Yes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm writing the children's book too. So as soon as that's done, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a copy. I'll send it over your way. That's that's <laughs> amazing. That's what well, you and I both have that in common. I just finished the children's book, a book for. It's called Get Ready, Get Set, Get Fit, but it's a guide to the mm -hmm. to developing youth fitness. So it's for, mm -hmm. for parents teaching them teaching them how to get their kids fit. But when you get your when you get your book together, let me a children's book. Let me know, man. But I definitely want to get a copy yeah, yeah, of, of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. It's gonna be. Uh, so right now it's in. Um, I have, I have the hard copy pretty much done. I just gotta get it printed, and the the rest right now is just the digital version of it. Because like, since all these like books online like now are all interactive, <clears throat> I was like, why, why? Since it's not released yet, let me let me see if I can make my book interactive. So I'm I'm right now I'm adding sound to like the characters and you know letting the book so really? if, if the parents can't. Our, yeah, if the parents are busy and the kid wants to read it for himself, he can hit a button and or hit like the screen and it'll read the book for the kid. So he, the parents can actually continue doing what they're doing. Because you know, today life's getting busier, and you know, having 
a child be able to do and there and more ki- kids are becoming more independent so like catering to that makes it a lot easier to sell the book one and two you know help the kid develop on his own which creates you know independence oh definitely and i would like to have you on the on the program again when you when you're ready to really you know start pushing it and we can go over it well, of know? course that would be awesome you know yeah. definitely definitely <laughs> now where do you see yourself in the next five years adam oh shooting movies <laughs> and my own shows and and working on a series that's that's i'm hoping you know that's that's where i see myself just constantly doing this and giving up not really giving up but like stepping back from you know cutting hair and this catering job because you know every actor wants to do this for the rest of their lives like all the time you know Definitely. i'm a creator i like to like sit and like if you give me a day and i'm and i'm just acting i'll write like i was in i was on i was on set and in between my breaks when i wasn't shooting and they needed me there i'd go into my dressing room and write really <laughs> because yeah i just that's when i have like a few shows i have a couple shows i have i've already finished uh writing they're just being edited right now to pitch so you know, that's just me. I'm just, uh, you know, that's why I knew like being a uh, being a cop wasn't my gig or working yeah. in an office. And, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, I totally respect that. It's just for me, it's like trapping a like a unicorn, right? <laughs> a magical unicorn in a cage. Hey. I, I can't. I have to be able to Spread, get out. Yeah, like, like do stuff. And I paint and I draw. I do like absurd amount of artistic things and. I'm hoping like I can become one of like a, a big, big creator to help people get one on provide work for other actors, but also like give people like an escape. Yes. <laughs> you know, through my art, like whether it's writing or, you know, filming or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, man. But look, all you, all you have to do and what you're telling me is believe, right? That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Belief. Man. I believe. Yeah, you do. I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't. <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. You're such a role model. And speaking of which, my next question is, what advice would you give to young people who would like to get into acting but don't know where to start? That's a question for my um, daughter, as a matter of fact. Act. Anything you can get your anything you can do, just do it. Just act. Just get on practice. Um, meet up with friends if you're having trouble and, and practice. Like, you know, it, it's it's really it's really hard because in the acting world, a lot of you know, there's so many people that are actors, and like, you don't know who's what. But if you're constantly working on your craft, it's gonna hit. Like, it's like saying like, you know, I'm, if you're saying you're an actor and you're not doing anything about it, it's not gonna. It's like you know, saying I'm a carpenter. You're gonna let a carpenter build your house if he's never done carpenting. Or whatever the word. Exactly. No. Or never, you know, cut wood. Like, no, you're not. So as long as you stay working on your craft and working on your focusing on your your abilities to make yourself better. Like, there is no. I always tell people this. Like, my grandfather told me this. He's like, never, never think there's a, a an end to your to your. Like, I'm the greatest. There's no greatest. There's the person that's just running the fastest or working the hardest. Like, yes. as, long as, as long as you keep working, you're gonna eventually. It's gonna hit. And, and like, there's so much, like acting has become such a re like a hot topic, especially in today's world. And like, there's so much things people can learn and there's so many people pocketing it. Like, Oh, this is the way, or that's the way, like, who cares? Just go learn from everybody and figure out what works for you. And once you figure that out, develop it. 
And then once that figures out, practice it again and keep going. I think Bruce Lee said it. You just, you got to practice. Yes. You think you're done? Practice again. Yes. Practice again. Because once, once you, once you live in it, you're going to, it's just like, yeah, it's just another thing. And, and then being on set isn't like, oh, I'm working. Oh, how do I do this? It's like, okay, I, I'm still practicing, but your practicing is someone else's, you know, like art for them to use. Like you're just working while you're, you're working through things. It's, it's just, that's what I think it is. I think people should just keep, just keep at it. Just keep going to classes, keep learning more, keep reading, like reading about our, the old, old acting teachers from Stanislavski to all the way to like, you know, read plays, read. And I mean, you don't have to read them to like, you know, like I think Stella's like, whoever has plays is like crazy. if They have a ton of plays in their house, but like read them because I feel like it expands you as a person because then you're live you get to read these plays and see how people function in their life. So it's like learning. It's like living another life without having to actually, you know, leave this one right now. You know, you're, you're allowed to come back to your regular life and not deal with the consequences later. <laughs> I hear you. Very good. So Orange is a New Black on Netflix starting on Friday, yeah. July 26th. Right, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, I'm going to check it out. You made me very, very interested in it, and uh, I want, I want to see you. I want to see how this character unfolds. You know what I mean? Thank you, know, you so much. This is amazing, man. So, any other advice? Anything else you want to share with my listeners, Adam? Um, uh, yeah, just uh, don't, don't give up. It's so easy to just, you know, stop. It's so easy. It's so easy to quit. It's so easy to like, you know, even in working out, it's so easy. Like, no, no, I don't need that one more rap. No, no, I don't need to go to the gym today. Even though you've set up, like if you set something up for yourself and you say, I want to do this, just do it. Like it sounds like a a Nike commercial. Exactly, but but it's true. It's like willing yourself to do things. I feel like I tell my, my sister all the time, she's always like, you know, I don't know why. Like, I feel like I'm always in resistance. Like, because we're we're born to find the easy way out. Like, we're always trying to find the body's gear to like adapting to the easiest way. So, like, you have to constantly get on yourself and be like, no, I'm gonna do this, even if it's for two hours. Like, stick to your program. Like, stick to it. It's going to. It's going to. It's gonna lead you to success. You know, it's, you just gotta just to get up. And fight through it, cause that that little guy comes in. He's like, no, no, just like sleep in a little more. God, you don't gotta read that. Let's just let's go watch some like some uh, reality TV or you know. And like, <laughs> I know that guy. Like, no, go, go. It's like yeah. learn yes, about. Yes. You know? yes. Be absorbed by. Life is beautiful. Like life is beautiful. I, I don't I don't know how much like you can. The city's beautiful. People are beautiful. Like the nature's like. There's so much you can learn from just the people, the things around you. Like. Just do it. Like, just get out there. Great. Greater words have never been spoken. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Adam Lindo, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks of Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. No, thank you. <laughs> and to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.